0: The Atma Podcast, where we give you tips, tools, and strategies you need to be successful. My name is Brian, and I'll be your host today. And we have our lovely guest for the final episode. Say hello. Hi, I'm Ivy. You already know. <laughs> <Can> I breathe? <laughs> you already know. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's funny because, um, you know, we've been talking about Generation Z marketing, and we're putting the 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 you know puzzle pieces together now which is funny because right before this episode we kind of just recapped on uh, the customer journey period which you can find on the advent trinity website we talked about a lot of topics today some controversial and some others fun right ladies but yeah <laughs> yeah. We'll <go> with that. <laughs> yeah so what we're going to be talking about what does this all of this content mean, and how do I put it together into a marketing plan for my business? And it's funny, so um, you know, in a few episodes back, we talked about what channels are you ladies on. Just kind of full, quickly recap what channel. Well, Tik. Well, we already know what Ivy's on. <laughs> what are you, what what are you on, Ivy? Oh, I'm on TikTok. TikTok,
1: TikTok. spend way too much time on Instagram.
0: Awesome. So, you know, we talked about uh, those are the channels you guys are uh, aware of new products because, and we talk about the phase of awareness, right? And so talk to us a little bit, or recap us of what you guys enjoy seeing on Instagram when it comes to products and services. What kind of uh, um, content are you viewing on these channels when it comes to businesses? So who wants to take the helm on this one? And we talk about like products and uh, we're mainly you ladies like to talk about makeup products, but try to yeah. try to incorporate some sort of service in here.
1: What I see a lot on Instagram is uh, influencer content and it's, you know, marketing either a product or a service. So a lot of what I see is I follow a lot of travel channels and they'll like promote, you know, a travel agency or they'll promote like a hotel or they'll promote, even their own business like their own travel business that they have going on Mm -hmm. and that's what I see and that's what I get interested in so like for my next vacation I want to stay in the hotel that they were just at and I want to you know go to the restaurant that they just went to and I want to be able to do the same things that they're doing so I feel like the influencer content that I see on Instagram is so impactful in my buying decisions
0: awesome what about you Ivy
2: um, yeah, so for me, um, like I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm always on TikTok, um, so usually when I want to see like a service, it'll probably show up on my For You page, and then I'll tend to scroll into their profile and see what they can do, or I'll see um, an influencer go to a concert, and um, they'll slightly hit at it, where they'll use like SeatGeek or Ticketmaster, um, and, then, and then I end up using those when I go to concerts as well, so it's, um, that's how I usually find
0: out with services awesome so let's talk about now once again we're recapping we're just putting this all into this pyramid so the first level right for you gamers the first level of marketing your business is awareness and 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 telling you know people how to become aware which you ladies have solidified tiktok and instagram for you ladies uh and influencer marketing you know that's a big deal to become aware of products and, and things going on uh, let's talk about engagement now right so in engaging with a a, a a company. Now we talk about um uh, the biggest thing is like storytelling and uh, uh a few episodes back we talk about environmental um what the business stands by, those kinds of things. Um what is it that you are uh, how do you get this information uh, are you when you do your research on a on a company? So, um
2: I know I'm sorry I talk about products all the time, but usually when I look into like a product, um I will see where the product came from. Um where it was like in what country um like if it's um animal testing or not if it's sustainable how much plastic is being used um even when it goes into services right I want to know who I'm getting this service from is this person a good person what does this person stand for what does this person do um and so usually I, I will usually go on either TikTok or Google to where I'll search about things because people find things everywhere so when I'm on there um i'll be able to find things that i've never ever knew about
1: And for me, I read the reviews. I am so crazy about reading reviews because if I see like a bad review, I'm going to look for more bad reviews and see if they also said the same thing and then that can sway my decision in buying the product or going with whatever service someone is offering. And I check on social media, I check what people are saying, what they're posting, what they're commenting under that company's page on there if they have one. And I feel like that's very important is what other people are saying about your product or your service.
0: That's funny because the next one we talk about is conversion, right? This is the third phase of the customer journey, and then you ladies just solidified that uh, when you're engaging, it's not just engaging. You guys are doing all kinds of, uh, you know, research on these companies from uh, reviews. Um, you're doing all kinds of um, art. You, you guys read articles on them. You do the. You even do the research. So it's pretty important, right? Yeah. And so. Um, when you're buying, there's obviously that buying decision of how good the product is, how, cause obviously you don't want to waste your money. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and so, you know, and then we go into delight. Okay. This is the fourth phase of the, uh, uh, of the customer journey, which is how satisfied, uh, you are with the product or service. Can you tell me what has happened in your experience when you've had a bad experience? Yeah, <laughs> you uh, lit up uh, like a Christmas tree. <laughs> she is so ready to give a bad review right now. <laughs> <not> um, <laughs>
2: so I got uh, glasses from this one place, and mm.
0: um, not to say any names, yeah, or not to bad trash or uh, company or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um.
2: So yeah, I got, I bought these frames, and it came with like a service where like you put in your prescription, and um, mm. they'll do your lenses for you. Obviously. You pay more, but um, it just kind of gets it done to the point. So um, I had done that. I'd called my optometrist. I'd ask him for um, my prescription, and he sent me everything. I put it in, and I got my glasses. Maybe, like, a week later, I put them on. I was like, what what did I just put onto my face? Because it was, like, the worst thing I ever put in my eyes. I literally got a headache. And it was just, like, it was so, like, far from what my prescription would be. But I know I put it in right um, because I called and I double checked, like triple checked before I did it because it was a lot of money. I mean, you know how much glasses are, um, and so it was just kind of. I was really like annoyed by it, and I was kind of frustrated. Um, so did I, you
0: did you take your reviews to TikTok?
2: <sighs> no, I didn't. You know, I was tempted to.
1: I was. I
0: was. And so what about you, Bree? Like, did you have, like, a bad experience?
1: For me, I feel like whenever I I have a bad experience, I try to communicate as much as possible. And what really makes me upset is when I don't get any communication back, and it's just crickets. And so I feel like then I'm not valued by that company at all, and they don't care about my opinion or how their product or service went and they don't want any response apparently. So whenever I don't get a response back, that is very infuriating. And I hardly ever leave bad reviews. Like I'm some Google local guide apparently. For some reason I have like (laughs) 300,000 views on my reviews and I've only made like two bad reviews before. And it's because the companies did not respond back at all whenever I had an inquiry or a problem with their product or service.
2: Oh my gosh, wait, there's this one time, I'm sorry, I don't want to off track, but me and my family went to um, Miami, and we went and ate at this, like, pho place, and I put a bad review in because I got food poisoning, and somebody liked my review.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny about that, you talk about uh, reviews, restaurants are probably the most biggest places when it comes to reviews. It's huge, right, because, like, for me, I never give reviews unless it's a, And this is on my end. This is bad. Like, if I'm that mad, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to Google.
2: No, yeah, that's exactly what I do. (laughs) Usually, like, if it's like, okay, maybe it wasn't like too bad but it wasn't the best thing in the world I'll let it slide Mm -hmm. but like since I got food poisoning I was literally throwing up it was the worst thing ever on my vacation that I had for three days (laughs) I was I was livid so I I put that I was like it was kind of funny I was like my family and I went to go eat here and instead my daughter got food poisoning
1: (laughs) for me uh I went to a restaurant in London and they had such bad customer service in fact I wasn't even served because they just like turned me away, even though they had multiple open seats and just sat someone in front of me. It it was crazy. And then I reviewed them. I gave them a bad review. This is like one of my two bad reviews. And like 15 people liked it within a week. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's kind of telling of the service. And if I don't see a review on a place, actually, I wanted to point this out. I'm kind of skeptical about it. Because I'm not sure if they're legit or if the people who did review them our actual customers or anything Mm -hmm. so i feel like getting reviews and getting testimonials is very important yeah even if it's like i've seen like restaurants that have like
2: 64 reviews but they're five star i'm just like nah. but if i see like a restaurant with like enough like a thousand reviews and it's like a 4.3 then i'm more likely to go there even though it's less stars
0: so it's funny. We talk about reviews and we talk about advocation. Right now we just spent almost like three or four minutes talking about bad reviews, <laughs> uh, which is funny because once you guys say that people do not in, in businesses, and this is what I've seen too, is that they do not spend enough time because they're so worried about awareness and engagement and conversion and making money, they forget that you have to... Del- what you guys spent most of the time right now is talking about delight. You guys had some terrible experiences, given some bad reviews, and then that, that doesn't take them to the next step. It actually digresses them. They don't become advocates, right? They don't become what you we talked about in the last episode, brand loyal customers, right? And so, you know, uh, people... Actually, it's funny because as a marketing agency, we spend the majority of our time. The only thing that we can control as a marketing agency is what? The awareness and engagement portion, right? We can't really control, we can do conversion optimization. Uh, We can't, but we can't, you know, uh, there's the best you could do ability to to lead a horse to the water. You can't make a drink unless you put salt in the water. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, salt in the hay, that's what it is. Um, so, that—that's you never heard of that?
1: I, I <laughs> was thinking about the salt in the water.
0: No, no, okay, so there's a saying uh, that you bring, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't um, force it to drink. And then there's another combative saying, unless you put salt in the hay.
1: Okay, How's like, salt in the water. <laughs> that's the salt really makes bad. you
0: thirsty. <laughs> You're getting on this camera, by the way, Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Just- you never heard of that? No, I've only heard needle in a haystack. Okay, so <laughs> so there's a saying. <laughs> see, Generation Z just lost, man. Just come on, these analogies. Come on. Okay, so y- none of
2: these analogies make sense. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Okay, so
0: if if and people, everybody's hearing this is going to comment on this. Okay, so if um the 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 saying is <laughs> I got that whatever on the camera. Uh, <laughs> the saying is you can't lead a horse. To, uh, you can't you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink, right? Easy, see, see? Okay, you get it. You're, you're envisioning it now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The second portion of that is, unless you put salt in the hay, because the more salt well, because you they
2: eat. eat the hay, so when they get the salt, then they get thirsty.
0: Yes, yeah, see, see? There you go. Okay, but anyways. Uh, The moral of that story, though, is it took you a long time to understand it. Well, Um, no,
2: I was just like sitting here and I just thought it was going to pass, a quick pass. And then you just kept on going. I was like, okay, now I actually have to think
0: about it. (laughs) Well, the problem with that analogy, though, is and what's off with that is that you have to create a problem for the horse to actually drink water. And that's what a lot of businesses don't understand about that analogy is they think think we can create problem for the horse and we can't. The only thing we can do is is uh, let people know about the solution, right? Yeah. And so, um, unfortunately, I don't control the market. You know, we play by the market. But I did hear from the conversation of the marketing journey. So we talked about the moral story is a lot of businesses are focused on, you know, delighting their customers and, and and making them happy, because the next step of this is you can't move them to the advocation if they're not happy, right? In fact, you just lose them completely, right? And so when you get advocates, you get brand loyal customers, and then what we talk about is converting that pyramid that we talked about, right, into a flywheel. Which I just educated you guys on a fly. What does a flywheel do?
1: It keeps spinning.
0: You keep. Why does it keep spinning?
1: Is it I've never uh, learned that uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a trick question. Anyways, the flywheels, the mechanics of a flywheel is that uh, you spin it once and it continues to go go around, right? Yeah. So the cycle, the process continues over and over again. Only if you went through each if you took your customer through each phase of the customer journey. And it only works. Yeah. But the problem is a lot of businesses. You know, and you've solidified this is they don't take the time to understand their customers. We talked about this in previous uh, episodes, and they get stuck. And the biggest portion that they get stuck on, and we just solidified it in this episode, is uh, delight. They they have to provide a quality product, a, a quality service, or else just try not to market it because at that point. You're going to run into this problem where Gen Zers are going on TikTok, they're going on Google, and they are, uh, you know, giving you a bad reviews and trying their best to not have anybody else have the review, the experience that they had, right?
1: And I feel like that's exacerbated by our ability to just go and find another product quite easily. Yeah. Something that can compete with yours if yours isn't satisfying us. And especially since we're online so much, we can just swipe past your product or your page if you're not actually trying to engage us at all.
2: Yeah, and I feel like every product, every service always has a competitor. So if you want to make sure you keep your customer or your consumer, um, you have to really make sure that you stay within the lines.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, we had a fun experience. I want, you know, this is our final episode together, so I want you to look at the camera and say, you know, bye to everyone as we uh, exit this uh, this this season. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We'll go ahead and say bye, everyone. Bye, y'all. Bye. You know, we appreciate you ladies for being on the show. Thank you guys for joining us in this season to talk about Generation Z marketing and what it takes to market to Generation Z. As you can tell, right, there's just not very big difference. The only difference is how we communicate, the messages we do, and the channels that we're on. But the philosophy of marketing stays the same. We're going back to the basics, which is marketing one on one. You can find it on our website. It's the customer journey pyramid. Awareness, engagement, delight. I mean awareness, engagement, conversion, delight. And finally, advocation and the process repeats. So, if you're listening to this podcast and wanting to understand a little bit more about how to market your business, just go back to the basics, but understand what kind of messages you're doing. Once again, thank you guys. My name is Brian, I'm with Adventure Marketing Agency.